Welcome back to seeing life from a different angle. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to the podcast. And if you have any thoughts, ideas, things you'd like to talk about, I know I've asked it before and no one ever responds. And maybe that's just a matter of the course, but please feel free to let me know your thoughts. Let me know if you have any particular topics that you would like to talk about. Um, I may not be able to talk about them. I don't know. It depends upon my area of interest, certainly, and more importantly, my area of uh, expertise in that topic. You know, this podcast started uh, really a year ago, um, come October, and the intent and purpose of the podcast was really to kind of integrate a myriad of different things that have been of interest to me in my life and my experiences. You know, those things um, specifically are the interaction or the interrelationship between psychology, um, which I've been in the field for, you know, I've been in the field for a very long time, 35 years, 36 years now, um, as well as um, religion and the understanding, not so much of the structure of religion or religious organizations as much as, you know, relationship or the understanding of God and Christ and um, and finally, philosophy, you know, with an intermingling of things by Plato, by Socrates, by Nietzsche, you know, by Aristotle, um, so to, and Augustine, to kind of talk about these individuals and engage with those conversations in relationship to um, religion and psychology. And so I would love to get some feedback, love to get some thoughts if there's a particular topic you're interested in talking about or having me talk about. You know, uh, the, just go on to the Facebook page. Um, it is Seeing Life from a Different Angle. Um, ask to join. I'll be happy to have you join um, or follow, whatever you'd like to do. Um, so I would love to get that thought, your thoughts, ideas. Um, so what I wanted to talk about today was the idea of temptation. And it's a fascinating thing. You know, I was thinking about the, the concept I've been attending with my wife, this class on the theology of the body. And... One of the things that it's the theology of the body, just as a basic idea, the theology of the body was is a uh, principle, a series of courses taught by Pope St. John Paul II. Um, and they revolve around the notion or the concept that the body is in and of itself, and especially within a marital relationship, um, it is you know, a part of a sacredness. There's a, there's a sacredness to the human body. And, you know, I think it's one of those types of things that we run headlong into when we think about how we want to live our lives. You know, because, you know, as we've talked about before, you know, when we are quite young, um, we're born into this wide open reality. You know, it's an interesting concept and probably one that most people don't tend to think about. But it's one that, that my best friend Tom and I have been talking about for quite a long period of time. He's also a therapist, and we, we've been kind of pondering this, talking about a myriad of different things. But, you know, I, I kind of postulated that there was this space that exists when we are first born. It's a state we are all born into. You know, and that state is a state of deep connection, spiritual connection and temporal connection. The temporal connection with our mothers, the spiritual connection with God, and that we stay in that space only as long as the world will allow, 
In other words, there comes a point in time when the world says, you know, you can't stay in this space anymore. Not with the realization that we're in that space necessarily as an infant. You know, the world doesn't see it that way. They don't have that memory. It has become unconscious to them, as Freud would say. And it rests in their unconscious id. And so it nestles into that space because it predates even the development of our ego. But in that space, what ends up happening is when the world says you can't stay in that space anymore, it says it because it doesn't understand how an infant can function outside of the way that they want the infant to function. You know, look at parents, look at the relationship with their infants. There's a constant process of morphing this individual to be the way the parents need the child to be. This is what the parents believe is the best for the child. This is what the parents believe in their own minds is best for them. It can be one or the other or both. Oftentimes it fails, sadly, and the infant falls into this place where they are what it is that the parents and by extension what the world needs them to be. And I think that's one of those types of things that we have to look at and consider when we think about the concept of temptation. Because temptation ultimately is this. I had said a while back in the previous podcast, so if you'd like to go back and go searching through those, but the podcast was focused on the concept of the seven deadly sins. And I postulated a long while back that the seven deadly sins are a direct byproduct of the way that our ego develops. And so we develop gluttony and lust and avarice and greed and lasciviousness, these types of things. We develop these sins as a byproduct of the way our ego functions or believes it needs to function in order for it to survive. And so when we think about temptation, temptation is, in many ways, you know, this battle that we have to struggle with. Because at an unconscious level, when we think about that wide open reality with that connection with God and the connection really with love, because that is what God is about, you know, with love and with truth, when we run headlong into what the world is saying, no, 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 no. If you do this, this will bring you some measure of gratification. The truth of it is, it doesn't bring any measure of gratification, but we're tempted by it. We're tempted because the world gives us the illusion that, and their ego has this illusion, that this will be a gratifying experience. But truth be told, what is it? I've labeled it as an artificial pleasure elsewhere, and I will label that here, but basically the idea is that we find these things, these addictive things in our lives, you know, whether it is what we call love, but it's not, whether it is lust, whether it is sex, whether it is masturbation, whether it is pornography, whether it is smoking, whether it is drugs, whether it is alcohol, whether it is exercise, whether it is money, whatever the case might be, one way or another, these are things that ease a certain measure, measure of psychological tension. Because the ego is perpetually worried. It's always worried. It's worried that it's not going to find what it is it needs and therefore will not be able to continue to survive. It is a starving individual in the desert. And so anytime an oasis comes along, which is what a temptation really is, it's this oasis that says, ah, come here. But the truth of it is, it's not an oasis. More than likely, it's a hallucination. You know, it is a phantom, a fa you know, phantasm. It's not something that is real and is not something that's going to ease the tension of the ego. Instead, 
what it does is it really offers this illusion that in this moment I will feel some measure of relief I will feel some measure of gratification don't be fooled by that ultimately truth we're not gratified by these experiences because if we were gratified by them they would continue to serve some purpose they would continue to feel good beyond the few seconds that exist when we experience them but they don't last beyond that you know an individual who gets high keeps chasing that high and all these things money sex lust greed desire you know jobs property things whatever that might be all of these things are just that they're a hallucination they gratify not in any way they just ease and so there's a big difference between those two things but when we think about a true connection we have this choice to make when a temptation arises we have this choice to make do i yield to what it is that is an illusion a hallucination in the desert you know because my ego is afraid or do i take the risk do i take the risk of saying i'm not going to yield to that temptation i'm going to move towards connection i'm going to move towards people in my life that i love people in my life that i value people that matter to me that love me in return I'm going to move toward God. I'm going to move toward Christ. I'm going to move toward these beings, these true beings that can give me true gratification, actual pleasure. Because actual pleasure differs from artificial pleasure in the sense that actual pleasure really does produce produce pleasure. It produces joy. You know, it has that opportunity to produce genuine happiness. And it is genuine love. And so wouldn't we want those types of experiences? Would we want those over temptation? Yes, temptation is strong. It is powerful. It drives us towards pursuing it, towards chasing it. But the truth of it is, you know, after everything is said and done, it falls flat. It's Chinese food pleasure. You know, you eat it and a few moments later you're starving again. You know, not to say anything negative about Chinese food as long as it's good. But I will say that you know those types of pleasures they fade they fade you know it's the difference really between this it's the difference between you know living one day or living for eternity you know the sun revolves around you know the earth revolves around the sun <laughs> the earth revolves around the sun and so when it spins you know the sun rises in the east sets in the west and it's gone the day is over but the person who sees the joy in those experiences holds on to that joy of those experiences knows that the sun will likely rise the next day you know the person who is connected and feels love and joy satisfaction happiness true gratification that person recognizes okay may the sun may set but what a beautiful sunset you know versus the person who struggles with temptation will say okay well the sun's down and i've got nothing left you know what I'd hope to have, I don't have. I've got to find it tomorrow. And hopefully tomorrow it'll be better than today. And we fall into that trap often because it is so much easier and so familiar because that's where we were dragged to, pushed to, pulled to when we were infants. We become very used to the idea of finding that type of gratification and using that type of gratification as a way of dealing with life. And so we have this choice. We have this moment when we can say, do I yield to the 
hallucination in the desert. Hope that it will bring me some real gratification that this time it really is an oasis. Or do I seek out those oases and find them? Be well. <laughs>